0: Oh, okay. (laughs) i on on you. Now I'm glad they have that obnoxious voice that they're like, this is being recorded. I was like, oh, oh, hi. Yeah, sit up
1: straight. (laughs) Don't slouch, it's time. Hey
0: everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot,
1: actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access
0: to Google and a vet. Oh, yeah. My mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this <laughs> so every that. once in a
1: while. We're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> welcome to Two no, Non Doctors.
0: <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Two Non Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. Um, just going to say it Forrest Whitaker was at one of my shows this weekend and- not what I
1: thought you were going to say
0: <laughs> <laughs> what
1: <laughs> Forrest Whitaker was that one of your shows which show okay no I'll just let you tell the story you go well
0: it's okay so it's kind of funny so if anybody doesn't know the seller is known for having celebrities come to shows be at the olive tree upstairs and you know like eat with the other comedians and stuff like that. It wasn't at the cellar. It was at New York comedy club. So Fuck I think for off. me, the shock is that it was at this other club that I work, but it was so <laughs> funny to me. Cause like I was doing two, I, I was running around on, on Friday. I had um, a gig at one of the New York comedy club locations. Then I had to run to Queens, do a show in Queens, and then run back to the same location and do a show. So I'm like 10 minutes before my spot, I sit down, I see my friend Adrian, and then the host comes out and he goes, "Uh, Oscar winning actor Forrest Whitaker is in the audience. And I was like, are you, did he pay you to say that? Like, why did you say it like that? And then of course (laughs) I was like, okay. And I just like, I don't know about you, but like, what am I supposed to do with that information? I don't have any like Forrest Whitaker jokes. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to point them out. Like, nobody is at a you comedy You
1: don't show. have to point out For- Forrest Whitaker that man yeah, a, <laughs> points himself guy. out <laughs> yeah
0: well I'll be honest he was in the back this is the weirdest part about it um and this is kind of a non-story it's more like a in my head story and I wanted to know if you related to it so he says this like 10 minutes before my set and um or like 15 because Adrian was going on right before me so he tells us, Adrian goes on. I'm watching Adrian. She has a great set. There's some stuff I hadn't heard. And I'm paying attention to her. And then he introduces me. And I'm doing the show. And they're okay. They're like, the first two shows I had done that night were awesome. And I have like two new things that I'm working on. And I'm kind of sandwiching them in there. And um, they were just kind of okay. They weren't bad. But they weren't like amazing. And you know how like it would have been acceptable if you didn't have two amazing shows before that. And in the middle of a joke, I'm like, Oh yeah, Forrest Whitaker's here. Like in my head. <laughs> so I'm like, you know I me, mean, I'm like ranting. I'm like, uh, uh oh, yeah. like it was so funny to watch my mind be like, oh, that's probably Forrest Whitaker's, because I remembered he had said he was in the back. And I could see that I could see that there was like three black people in the back. And then I realized there was a clearly a giant black man in the back. And I was like, oh, it's Forrest Whitaker.
1: Wait, so and do you guess- think that's why people weren't laughing?
0: No, I think it was me. Oh, okay,
1: <laughs> I didn't know if everybody was too self conscious to laugh. Like, is Forrest laughing? I can't laugh at Forrest. Not laughing. <laughs> well, the other thing is, that I don't know
0: how it was seated. Like, when he came in, because if if the, if he had come in after the show, like lights down, it should be fine. I remember talking to who was it? It was it was a kind of like a big comedian, and they were like, "Oh, I try to make sure that I come in after the show starts, so nobody pays attention to me." And I was like, "Oh, that's very thoughtful," because like the whole point is to be paying attention to the persons on stage. And if, you know, if you come in and people look around and they're like, what is that, Chris Rock? Not that this story is about Chris Rock, but like, but I don't know. It was one of those things that like, I haven't, all my friends have had a lot of celebrities in the audience and I haven't really had that experience. And it was just kind of like a nice moment. I don't think I made a great impression because my set was Oh, okay. I thought
1: that, I thought the story was going to end with him coming up to you being like, you're amazing. I'm going to produce everything you do. No, no, no.
0: That's, no. that's where our, fantasy is reality is he was a man at a show that was probably like i don't know why i'm here and i don't relate to this tiny woman i think the most
1: famous person i've ever performed in front of was vince fawn really la no it was at the tribeca film festival look at us yeah and uh he's very nice he came up to me after uh with his girlfriend or wife or whatever who was by side and he was like you know, I'm from Ohio, too. I think he said he was from Ohio and that he was half Lebanese. And I was like, oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> You're
0: like, okay. I mean, are you going to adopt me? Like, what's happening? Thank, thank you, Vince Vaughn. No,
1: it was like I was in awe. I wasn't like, yeah. oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I was, I've,
0: yeah. had, I've had big comedians give me compliments. And that feels good. But I don't know. There's something about one. It's always wanna- when you get off stage and when you make eye contact when you get off stage. Who's gonna be like that sucks?
1: You know what I mean? Nobody. But they would just, you know, they yeah. I mean, you usually get a good job.
0: But, yeah.
1: Um. I, I, I want to say that I did like notice the lack of like complimenting my set. It was
0: just, hey, I'm I'm from Ohio and I have Arab roots as well. Like, and I was like, that's not. Yeah. It was like you had a conversation <laughs> and he was gonna follow <laughs> up on that conversation.
1: Yeah i'm sure he didn't mean anything by it but that's why i was like i don't think he thinks i was funny but i was also very new at comedy at the time so oh i wouldn't have thought i was funny. how many years in that's why i was like starstruck i was like oh i just watched you in clay pigeons and (laughs) swingers (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i was
0: like i was like probably
1: three four years in
0: yeah Yeah, it was just weird. It was just I was I was genuinely if they had said he was at the cellar, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I think it was because it was at the New York Comedy Club, um, and because I like I have such a fish brain that I didn't care when the host told me, and then all of a sudden I realized it while I was talking, like in the middle of a set. I was like, oh fuck. I hate when my brain just like comes up with ideas. It was literally like in the middle of, I was like, oh man, I forgot to pick up my dry cleaning. Like it was yeah. that kind of like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs>
1: That's Funny. I lectured John Mayer once because um, <laughs> he started hanging out at the cellar. I don't know if yes. he still does that. Um, so I
0: remember when that was happening. That was like 10 years ago, right?
1: Yeah. And then Colin Quinn was like, John, do you want to go on? It was a Friday night and I was just hanging out. I had no spots and he was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, excuse me. John Mayer. Okay. This is the best club in the world. It's a Friday night and you've been offered a spot. If you want to be a comedian, you need to go up every, I was wasted. You need to go up every night. Okay. Every single night. <laughs> and he was like, okay.
0: <laughs> he did go on. <laughs> yeah. So him doing stand up is your fault. Is that what I'm getting from this? This is a Colin Quinn, Maria Shahada catastrophe. I'm, I'm mad sorry. at both of you. Now. I'm friends <laughs> with both of you. And now I'm mad at both of you. I like you John <laughs> I, I don't want fucking singers. Like, remember when, like, Madonna did stand-up on, like, Late Night or something? Like, Didn't she do it? F- yeah, yeah. It was years ago. But it was like, what oh, the fuck are we doing? Like, it just makes us look better because they're so
1: bad at it. And then we just look like magicians. I guess. I don't
0: think people really care when you're that famous. Do
1: you know how I was going to start this conversation today on the podcast? I would love that, to like, hear. My fingers smell like cheese puffs because my flatmate was like, <laughs> You need me for this podcast. You, you need me. <laughs> Do you me? want some cheese puffs? And I was like, yeah, no, you know, that kind of has that lingering scent because you can wipe your fingers, but it'll stay. It has that it'll cheesy smell? It's really have gross. you ever
0: like washed your hands and it's still there? And you're like, yeah. what kind of chemicals? I had I
1: had you seriously, I had vinegar and salt potato chips, and I could not for a day and a half like wash my hands enough to get that vinegar smell off my fingers. It was making me so sick.
0: Yeah, it makes me crazy. Mm. Well well oh okay this a, a really
1: good song called forest whitaker it's like a rap
0: i know i love it I, that's exactly what i How i feel slightly bad that my first thought was uh i think his name something ali yeah i um, don't remember
1: either but yeah great
0: it's a fucking great uh song and i think of his song before i think of this the plethora of great acting that he has done um yeah. so I can't tell you if he's uh, nice or not nice I can't tell you, you anything know, it about Forrest Whitaker from the song yeah, yeah um can you, can you imagine um should we get into announcements unless you have oh, yeah. any no, other smelly hand uh <laughs> topic <laughs> conversation spare you the rest <laughs> you know, this, this is already a very personal podcast but I do sometimes wonder where they're just like I don't know if I would choose these women as friends.
1: <laughs> I, I'm certain people turn us off after like three minutes. So I just feel free to say whatever I want after the first three minutes.
0: Yeah, it really lets it go. Um, <laughs> announcements. Uh, thank you to everybody that gives to our Patreon. We are super grateful. You guys are amazing. Um, uh, anybody that wants to give to us, um, you get so many fun benefits. Stickers, um, uh, weekly bonuses, monthly bonuses. Uh, control our Googles, be a Google guest, uh, access to our stand uh, standup, uh, sign book for me. There's so many options. So uh, patreon.com slash two non-doctors forward doctors um, and uh, support us uh, in our podcast. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, you
1: can follow us on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, and, and YouTube at two non-doctors and number two forward doctors and on Instagram at two non D R S also, if you have a moment and you have and you're feeling generous leave, leave us a rates and review for Apple podcasts because it helps us and we feel great and um, you know and we share it on our socials and we get really excited and thanks to everyone who left um, st- like uh, comments so far uh, personal announcements I will be in uh, not DC Arlington with <laughs> said had to correct me because I kept saying DC you're like it's not quite DC and I was like yeah, it is close enough uh, but what December 9th and 10th December, December. what the fuck, December, fuck, December, July, (laughs) yeah, ninth and tenth, great, great, you're doing great, wow, and this might come out after, so I don't even know, um, and then August. 30th at the bill murray in london i have two shows six and eight p.m i'll be doing an album recording. finally getting this material out there everybody's everybody's always asking for material all right fine so i'm going to record that and if you're in london and you can come that would um be amazing um tickets aren't on sale yet i don't think but maybe by the time this post they will be but it will be like at angel i'll probably have the link on my website too
0: yeah go see your album recording i am i am jealous and sad that i will not be there but i've also been peer pressure about this for 10 years so i would like to say i have a little part in this um uh my book is starting to like uk people you talked about it being there but uh our friend louise in sweden just got uh why cats are assholes delivered to her this week uh fantastic so Europe you're starting to get my book so if you want my book go get it it's been out for like three months um and I don't know when they start saying like hey nobody wants this we're gonna stop making this so
1: yeah when are we gonna see it at gas stations
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sad I'm like worried I'm like on the fence of like do I want to put it in those free libraries that people have in like little neighborhoods where there's like almost like a little you know when they it looks like you should
1: with a two non-doctor sticker and like a little personalized signing yeah, then yeah yeah we but can't be personalized because you don't know who's picking it up but you should do yeah. that
0: yeah I was like it's either going to be sad when people recycle my book or it's it's um I should just plant it there and people would be like oh look at this crisp never been read book I would like to dive into
1: you should do some sort of giveaway for people saying like um like on so their social media is like just a picture of them holding up your book or something
0: I've done a few giveaways for that. Like I did a couple with people taking pictures of my book with their cat. There were some really funny ones. Oh, nice! Um, Totally missed that. Sorry. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do some more with like reviews and stuff because I've gotten some really nice reviews. So I want to do like a giveaway with that. The biggest issue right now is I ran out of books. So I, they, you can still buy the book like on Amazon and stuff, but my publisher doesn't have any more books. And I tried to buy books in bulk months ago because I ran out in April. And I put my order in and they don't think I'm going to get it until the end of July.
1: Okay. So that's
0: the, so it's the biggest issue is I literally have one book and I don't want to do So that's why I haven't done too many giveaways since. Okay. Well, um
1: I have one and we can sell it for thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Money making schemes
0: by Liz and Maria.
1: <laughs> I am bringing um, it with me so that pasta can sign it.
0: Yes. Um, okay. So, um, just tour stuff. I'll be at the brokerage in Long Island July 16th. I am at Atlanta. I just added this. Atlanta July 23rd to the 25th and Cleveland, um technically Lakewood, uh July 31st and then more dates are on my website and fan mail. Fan mail? Yeah. Um it's a Instagram. Grab it real quick. Okay, here we go. This is an Instagram comment to our very um highly viewed and talked about post or let's really are let's get personal creamy versus crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> so I will read our comment and then we will dive into what we learned even more about the public's feelings about creamy versus crunchy. So this <laughs> is from, this is from golden age, eighty ninety. Um My wife is strictly creamy, which basically makes, which basically makes me the same, but I'd liked both, but somehow Maria Shahada describing how uncomfortable it was to eat crunchy peanut butter makes me think it's unfit for human consumption. Like just (laughs) tearing up the inside of your mouth for what peanuts, a selling point on a mixed nut package is often. Okay. Sorry. I read like a moron. A selling point on a mixed nut package is often to the effect of there's not that many peanuts in the mix. So why would one risk shredded cheeks and potentially <laughs> expensive dental work for peanuts? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy Carter, but, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I can convert people
1: to my, yeah. I don't want to say, you know, to my, to my side,
0: but I feel like, I feel like there are people that were like, hey, you know, whatever you have. And then after yours, they were just like, why would I risk death and <laughs> destruction?
1: You could choke things? on them.
0: Ugh. For what? But I will say almost everybody said creamy. Like you did both an Instagram um, votey thing, like a stories.
1: Yeah, I did thing. a stories poll. And what did you get? It was 50-50, but it was like just slightly on the side of creamy.
0: Yeah. And then I would say comments alone, I'm just going to throw a number out there, was like 70% to 90% creamy.
1: You know why? It's because the, the, the crunchy people coward in shame <laughs> for being who they are.
0: <laughs> I do feel, I do feel a little bit when I say crunchy, People are like same with when I, cause I like, I like crunchy. Um, I like hard cookies. I'll eat soft cookies. They usually have to be warm, but like, I like a crunchy cookie. I like a oh. chips Ahoy as opposed to that's not, not my favorite brand, but I'm just saying like crunchy wise, like a famous Amos is a great crunchy cookie. I like a crunchy cookie. Over a soft cookie, like when they're sold package and they're soft. I'm like, what am I? Old oh, I looking? love the
1: soft. Uh, what's what is the what is the soft one called in the red package? It looks like Chips Ahoy, but it's red. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I, damn, I've been here too long. Uh, but yeah, Chips Ahoy. You know, if you put Chips Ahoy in the microwave, they will be soft.
0: I know. I had an x do it, and I was like, I don't fucking need your zapping of chemicals <laughs> in my chemicals. Like, just let me have my already. are hard for a reason. Um, yeah, I just, I like, I like crunchy and I, um, I don't know. I, I like, I like being poked. I like soggy cereal. Huh? I like soggy cereal. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I could fight you. I, there is nothing more upsetting. I remember this so clearly when cereal, like I, first of all, I loved cereal and I would wake up being like, I get to have cereal. Like I was so excited about it. And you would get a phone call, like an important phone call right after you poured the milk in and you're like no! Like, you're just like, no, I my breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> and I get really mad when people ask me questions. Like, my roommate would ask me questions, and I'd be like, dude, if you give me a minute, I will answer all your questions, but I cannot have. Oh my so- god. And I would Chris- often put... Chris Peck's Soggy is the best cereal. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. You are destroying our friendship. <laughs> um, uh, Golden Age, thank you. Thank you for your thank comment. You. Um, also, the other thing he said is that pretty much his wife has creamy so he has to have creamy most people can easily be swayed based like there's always someone that has a strong opinion that 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 moves people over
1: so if we live together and we share uh, groceries would, would you creamy. get creamy really yeah oh liz yeah i would that's actually
0: very part. touching <laughs> I would convert for you. <laughs> like, do you want to be Coptic Christian? I was like, I would never. But creamy, I would convert for you. <laughs> <with cream. laughs> That's so sweet. No, also, yeah. at the end of the day, it's peanut butter. Like peanut butter is peanut butter is peanut all butter. All right. Like <laughs> you got all flattered. And then I mean, in it.
1: the world of this conversation, it means the, like it matters so much. And so, yeah, I did get flattered. And you're like, it's just peanut butter. And it's like, fine, fine.
0: So nobody turns away creamy peanut butter. Um, but yeah, I would convert for you.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Um, I would add I'm-
1: Reese's PCs <laughs> for you. Okay, let's
0: move on. I'm slightly excited about my Google. It, oh, like, okay. t- it ties in like seven episodes. Oh. It's crazy. Okay, so on a previous episode, either one or two ago, we were talking about how the subways are starting to get packed. And how I had my first person sit like next to me where their skin Mm. was touching me and I could not focus, like could Mm. not focus. And then you told a story about how a girl was kind of shifted sideways and she wouldn't be touching you if she would have just set, set like straight, straight ahead. But because she was like that, she was touching you and it was making you crazy. (laughs) So last night I'm on the train. I just did three shows. It's probably like 1230 at night and it's not that packed. And a couple, an in-love couple, so happy for you, sits down next to me and the girl is twisted. And because she's twisted, she's either at different times when she's leaning over to kiss her boyfriend is touching me or she's just so hot that like I can feel the heat from Ugh. her because she's that close to me. And I'm I like, I'm not joking. I looked to see if there was space next to him and there was, and it was making me crazy and I couldn't focus. So I got up and I went across because there was room and in I didn't look up. I just went across and I was looking at my phone but in my mind I was like, I hope they noticed and I hope they learned a lesson. They didn't learn a lesson, <laughs> they did not care. Um, <laughs> but that's when I looked up, is there a misophonia for touch because I do feel maybe not the correct level of anger towards how much I hate just that. Like you don't need to be touching me and you're touching me. And how yeah. are you not as uncomfortable as I am not to take away your stuff, but I was like, this does no, feel I a hate, little, I
1: hate being touched when I'm not supposed to be touched.
0: So this that is sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tactile trigula, trigger, trigger, sorry, tactile trigger stim, stimuli SPD sufferers. So SPD is sensory processing disorder. So SPD sufferers are often very sensitive to touch such as tight shoes. We just had a whole episode where I talked about, I don't like tying my shoes and that's why I have blisters. And I was like, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't like tight shoes. Um, So uh, are sensitive to touch uh, such as tight shoes, clothing tags. I cut out all my tags. And when I forget to cut out a tag, I cannot focus because I'm just like, Jesus Christ Mm. Um, being touched by another person. I'm, so if it's, you know, I go to hug you, you go, like when it's, there's a, an agreement, it's fine. But when there's not an agreement, it is not fine. And yeah. I don't even mean that in like a me too sense, just in a, like, like you ever have somebody like, um, linger, like they give you a hug, you're totally fine with a hug. And then they linger or they just keep their hand on your shoulder and you're like, it was fine for a second. But what, what is I can't, fo- what are we doing here? Get why off, is that hand off. still there? Yeah, what, do you, what are we doing? What are, are you taking me to prison? Like why is your hand still there? Remove yourself from me. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I can't, and I can't focus. Um, and then certain textures. So it says tactile sensi- sensitivity is very common in SPD, but tactile triggers are almost non-existent for misophonia. So this was like the most deep, cause I, at first I was just like, I can't believe me even Googling this. They were just like, we know what misophonia is and we got you, there is something similar. This is the problem, though. I started to look into sensory processing disorder because I was like, oh, maybe I have that. I definitely don't like I definitely don't have sensory processing disorder, but just on the surface, I really this tactile trigger trigger stimuli. I would like to do more research about it because I was like, I don't know. And what I really wonder is I think I am like this because I wasn't really touched as a kid. Like there's so much research that you should hold your baby and be like, you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be very like loving. And like, that wasn't my family. We just weren't a touchy feely family. Mm. And then there was also like abuse. So I think just in general, I'm a little like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm always like, ah. <laughs> and then if let's say I do more research and I find out I do have this thing, I was like, is that why we're friends? Like you have misophonia. I have this tactile thing and we're both, batshit crazy i think
1: we're friends despite that <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there is something to be said that there's this always this weird under the surface drawing of similarities like i noticed in college that i would make friends with people and as we got closer i'd find out that their parents were alcoholics and they always group people with parents that are mentally ill with parents that are alcoholics because it's a similar kind of damage like there was always like you know other kids that came from a large family I would be like without even knowing it we would kind of get along and then you would find out oh they're one of four or or, one of six and I'm one of five like it is kind of weird that like you are shaped and before you even get to know people you start to connect because you've been shaped in a similar way
1: yeah um I have nothing to add to that okay (laughs) no worries what was your google mine was um Uh, where does fat go when you lose it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I actually know this answer.
1: Oh, okay. I always feel like I have like five-year-old questions. Like, where does fat Uh, go when you lose it?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. no. I don't think it's a five. It's it's really like if you don't research it, you don't know. Can I tell you what I think it is? Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. It just shrinks. You actually can never lose your fat. Wrong. Oh, am I?
1: Okay, I'm ready. It does shrink. It does do that. There's two things that happen. So like, okay so blah, blah, blah. When you exercise that like shrinks your fat cells. So your cells get rid of the fat because they store the fat. Like when you have a surplus of fat, it stores it. And that's called, it stores the fat in the form of triglycerides. This is how the body preserves the energy for future needs. Over time you have an excess amount that's fat surplus. So then you get fat and to promote weight loss, you have to like have a calorie deficit and, and burn the calories with the exercise. So when you exercise the fat cells do shrink, but then like they the cells get rid of the fat, like get the fuck out fat. And then the fat, like, this is the part I wanted to know. It was like, where does it go? And it just converts it into energy. And then your body expels it through carbon dioxide and urine. That's what I wanted. It comes out in your pee.
0: I want to see a diagram. Uh- <laughs> I was always I was always under... No, no, it's not that I don't believe you. I was always the impression that the reason fat loss is so hard and then also... Main Like after you lose weight, maintaining your new weight is so difficult is because fat shrinks. And so so once you let's say, OK, let's just say we gain 10 pounds. Once you gain the 10 pounds, you can lose the 10 pounds. But it's so much easier now to blow up back to the 10 pounds again and much quicker because it never went anywhere. And that's always been the hardest part about um, weight loss is that once you do gain the weight, it never goes away. But that I could be it like go somewhere. That's a horrible way
1: to look at it. It makes you never want to like try to lose weight because it feels hopeless. It's not a way to look at it. It's just what I learned. So
0: I don't know. Okay.
1: I like websites have better. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several websites have said the same thing, but I'm going to read you health lines. Um, where does it go? As the process of fat lo- loss progresses, fat cells drastically shrink in size, resulting in visible changes in body composition. So that's the one you are saying. Byproducts of fat loss. When body fat is broken down for energy through complex processes within your cells, two major byproducts are released, carbon dioxide and water. The carbon dioxide is exhaled during breathing and the water is disposed of through either urine, sweat, or exhaled hair. Um, Disposal of these byproducts is greatly elevated during exercise due to increased breathing and sweating. Makes
0: sense. Why is it so
1: hard to keep weight off? That's the next question. Hmm?
0: Oh, please go into it.
1: When you eat more than your body can burn, fat cells increase in both size and number. When you lose fat, these same cells can shrink in size, though their number remains roughly the same. Thus, the primary... I don't know. I don't know why, thus made me laugh. There's no reason for it. Thus, the primary reason for changes in body shape is a reduced size, not number, of fat cells. Ooh, so it's what you were saying. This yeah. also means that when you lose weight, fat cells remain present in an effort. And if efforts are not made to maintain weight loss, they can easily grow in size again. Some studies suggest that this may be one reason why maintaining weight loss is so difficult for many people. Fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was saying is that they, they, sh- like, okay, let's, I'm just being, very simple about this. Let's say you have 10 fat cells. Then you gain 15 fat cells. Then you lose five fat cells. You don't ever lose five. You always have 15 fat cells. You just have five smaller fat cells. And that's why like when you stop, let's say juicing or you stop doing a diet or whatever, it's you will gain back that weight and often more much quicker because they were just hanging out. They're like, Hey, I'm still, I'm here if you need me once you lose the weight, it's a lot of work and you can kind of, what I've read is you can kind of, um, okay, let's say you lose 150 pounds. You have to, after a while, if you really do maintain it, it does kind of click in a little bit and you can kind of stay there. It's just, there is like this window of like a couple of years where you're always kind of like, get like, you're always like fighting your fat cells. You're like, no, no. But I do think the longer you maintain it, the, the kind of easier it is to, to keep it over time. And then also keep in mind, there's also good habits and stuff like that. It's just whenever that's why like things like stomach stapling or like any kind of like thing where they help you lose fat really extremely. It's like, yes, your stomach is smaller, but like, I don't know. I just, there's a, there's something about that extreme quick weight loss that it's much easier to kind of blow up again, as well as there's so many, it's a little scary of a process
1: well it all feels hopeless should we move on to let's get personal (laughs) yeah great great. (laughs)
0: um i actually was wondering if i asked this question before but then also the answer is going to be different because if i did ask it early pandemic it is different yeah okay what's what show are you binge watching right now
1: oh i think we did talk about this because i remember talking about mad men um right now uh game of thrones Really? Did you watch it when everybody else was watching it? I've never seen it, so uh, it was like i I just kind of like it was one of those shows that so everyone was talking about that I just didn't watch it. And then the ending came out, and so many people were unhappy that I was like, "Well, I'm never going to watch it because why would I put that much effort into something that's going to disappoint me?" Um, But I ran out of other things to watch, you know. I made me think
0: of like every relationship.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so and i'm on season two and i love it
0: is there it's any really- part of you that regrets not watching it when everybody else watched it because you have nobody to talk to about yeah
1: it? i mean yeah uh yeah and i've brought up believe me i've tried i've brought up <laughs> everybody's like you have you should have called a year ago Wait, why who gives a shit it's like Jim Gaffigan's joke he's like hey I just saw Heat Heat yeah. I saw that six years ago Yeah, but want to talk about out. it now." <laughs> <laughs> no loser <laughs> yeah it's just like there's no I'm I'm seeing things you know for the first time discovering all this stuff and being shocked and no one I mean Johnny's great to watch it with because he hadn't seen it for like 10 years so he's forgotten some of it there's no one who would really give a shit if I talked about it. Does anybody want never. to talk about Game of Thrones? Just write to me. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> write to us and tell me how you feel about season two. Um, I never watched it. I've, I actually have a huge habit of not watching any of the big, everyone's watching it buzz.
1: I do too. This was something I wanted to do a joke about, but I, I haven't figured out why. Like, why that is why, if too many people suggest something, do I just go, I'm never going to watch that now? It's like subconscious. I don't, I don't say, oh, that's the fifth recommendation for that. I'm never going to watch it. It's, but I just, I just kind of rebel against it.
0: I think some of the stuff that everybody likes, I just don't like, or, or I can't handle it. Like, I know that it's like, I never watched, uh, walking dead violence. I never watched Lost. I don't really like, like suspense, like whatever the fuck that is. Um, Sopranos I couldn't do because of violence. Um, uh, what's the meth show? Um, Breaking Bad. bad I couldn't do because of violence. I couldn't even, like, my roommates watched it together when we, uh, Carmen and Chris would watch it. And I'd be like, can you just, like, the music is, like, haunting. Like, I hate it. Like, I I hate that I can hear the music. Um, Yeah, so there's so many things that everybody watched and they were super into and everybody's talking about and I didn't watch it. But then I think about the ones I did watch because of Buzz. And it was, like, um, Orange is the New Black. I got really into. Um, And that was when Netflix, like, the new, like, everybody... The Queen's Gambit, I watched when everybody talked about it. But again, those were both like I don't know; they just didn't seem they were in line with something I would have want to watch. But like, I I know enough about the violence that's in what's the show you just mentioned? Game of Thrones. It? Game of Thrones. I wanted to call it Lord of the Rings. Like I was so ready. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> um, and like you know rape and violence and I was just like no, that's not relaxing to me. Like that's just not. Well, I don't watch it to relax. I watch I watch it
1: for the storytelling, but yeah, I just okay stress me out. What are you binge watching right now?
0: I'm embarrassed, and I wrote this question like, and it's the complete opposite of what you are watching. Uh huh. But it is also too late to talk to anybody about. So I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Oh wow! And this can I just tell you what I discovered because it really makes me it makes me laugh. So came out in like 99. So I would have been a freshman in high school. Okay. So, comes a, so it came out in 99. I remember people talking about it, by the way. And I was like, no, thank you. I, I was hanging out with like punk kids and doing drugs. I'm not going to watch a fucking mom and daughter be best friends and whatever. So Gross. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Did you have something to say? Just the premise of that sounds stupid.
0: It, exa- and it is. Um, I'm, on, I'm on season three. Uh, so I don't know what in my heart made me decide what three weeks ago, a month ago to get into it. So I watched the first episode and I was like, this is bad. Like this is bad writing and this is a bad show. And then I watch another episode and then another episode and another episode. And like I watch five episodes in like one sitting and you start to like the characters and then you start to realize this is, a women's fantasy show or like almost really what female porn should be which is all the main female characters are beautiful smart funny interesting all the male characters are one-dimensional and they like them a lot and they're either doting and 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 do whatever they need and like just great partners or people in their lives or when they're angry it's because they're jealous That's it. So anger is only based. They only get anger based out of jealousy. And when they fly off, they always apologize first. And I was like, this is porn. (laughs) I was like, "This," (laughs) because I've always, you know, we all talk about hating like women being these one dimensional, just kind of like sex objects that are like, they're beautiful and they always show up and they have no needs and they like what you like. And I was like, Oh man, seeing it on the other side, I get it. Why would you even fight it? It's great.
1: Didn't the writer of Gilmore Girls go on to write Mrs. Maisel or is that something else?
0: Oh, I don't know. That would make Um, sense to me. And I like the show. Even, you know, there's parts of it that is really bad writing and there's parts of it that it is. Yeah, she wrote Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Good for her. Um, And I'm I'm invested in the characters and I like them. And but like it is the same critique you would have about a rom-com you would have about this yeah (laughs) and I was like oh I'm watching daily rom-coms I that's well I actually did want to watch that actually no I think I did
1: start that and I couldn't I I have like 30 shows that I'm like one and a half minutes in (laughs) because I just (laughs) was like no no like I tried to watch Ginny and Georgia or whatever and it's like no and then there was um
0: you have to be uh, in the right headspace for the right you know what I mean like yeah. Also, it's nostalgia. So you have to understand that it's very 90s, even though it's like early 2000 for the most part, they're, the style they're wearing, how they talk. Like to me, I think a lot of this is like 90s nostalgia that I'm watching as well. Like it just makes me feel comfortable and it makes it feel familiar to me. That's interesting. I should watch it. I like after Homeland and I remember Homeland was hard
1: for me to get into because I was like, mm, love it. I'll watch it again and then i just sort of kept watching it's sort of how you started with gilmore girls then my flatmate and i started watching it together and then it ended up being really good and i watched the full eight seasons and then
0: i really proud of you we'd we've been doing a lot of work out there
1: i fuck off <laughs> fuck off <laughs> oh my god like what like you asked this question you told me about you're binging. And then I tell you about everything I'm binging. Like I'm not allowed to put away two hours of my day to. <laughs> it was
0: a real trigger for you. I was no, really. I,
1: because really I had tri- to feel guilty. Oh, I don't binge. feel guilty. Don't and then, be- and then I had to go, no, you're allowed to turn off for a little bit, Maria. You can't oh my always God, be absolutely. working. So then you did that. And I was like, fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. I do. But let me I just think- say
1: this real quick. Okay. Sorry. Startup. So we, we started watching startup and, um, uh, that was another thing that I was like, eh, I don't really like it. But I was like, remember how you didn't like Homeland keep watching it, you know, cause started it started and it was like a ton of sex. I feel like, like HBO shows in particular, but shows do this on purpose. Like they just like, they like, they, they, the, the, the first part of all shows have like a ton of sex to like pull you in. Yeah. But it doesn't pull me in. So I was just like, it was fucking a lot of sex for no reason.
0: Yeah. That it actually kind of really bothers me. Gilmore girls, a lot of making out. And I, again, I think making <laughs> out is a fucking female.
1: love Love. making
0: out and watching people make out i'm like that kid looks like a good kisser and then i'm like this kid's 16 right now in this movie or uh, who knows he's an actor maybe he's like 19 but then i was like i feel gross but i was like i don't know i'm watching kids make out right now (laughs) (laughs)
1: have you ever seen like a kiss on screen where you're like that person like i know you just said that but like i remember watching hugh grant kiss i think it was renee zelliger and like bridget jones when the edge of reason or
0: something and i was like Oh. <laughs> you're, you're like, do they get training? Like that's who teaches kiss. you how to look like a good kisser on screen? Seriously. Like, Cause usually kisses
1: on screen are like
0: like faces pressed together, absolutely no nothing. You know what I mean? No, but I remember so I watched the new the new girl for like I got into it and then fell off it pretty quickly. So for like yeah. five seasons I was in and it's, it's still that's where the embarrassment question came. Like, why why am I like why do I have to pause it? But the, but I remember the reason. Amanda my friend Amanda got me into it she's like I just have to show you this episode where like they kiss and it's just like this pull-in kiss and I was like oh okay <laughs> and so then and it was like it was like four seasons in so then I watched the whole thing and then I was like "Oh, this is the kiss episode and I was like shut up everybody shut up shut up <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is that's got to be some you like, like lighting go-
1: candles You
0: like <laughs> because honestly whenever there's like an aggressive amount of sex I'm like that doesn't that's not that's not what's keeping me but like a like, good kissing oh my god kissing
1: scenes like like when two characters come together and they they do that passionate like slam into each other <laughs> and they're trying to go into the door and they're trying to like take off yeah, clothes yeah, they yeah, go yeah, in the yeah. door and you're like who does that it's so yeah, stupid
0: yeah because there's a part of me yeah I never I never understood the like a aggr- girl because you're just like oh no no my stuff like the whole time I'm just yeah. like I would literally be like hey oh sh- I bought this in France for fifteen dollars. I know that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but it, like it's memorabilia to me, and it's really important. So like, oh no, 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 the table! Ah, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, crap. We should get into our topic because we I've made this okay too enjoyable. Topic is, and I'm very passionate about this topic: health benefits of animals. So uh, clearly, so many reasons I brought this up. But um, was Chris mcdougall our first Google guest? can't remember he was one of our earlier ones he might have been Maybe. our first one yeah um so uh chris McDougal is one of our uh, google guests from um uh season one and chris wrote uh born to run um uh, i can never remember the name of his second book and it's so good but the, his newest book is called running with sherman which is about how um him and his wife they've now moved but him and his wife lived Sorry. in <laughs> i was just just picturing like
1: my own um joke book of running with sherbert and it's just me with a bunch of sherbert just just all over my shirt just like it's like flying
0: off my chin yeah just you're sticky for no reason (laughs) um so so the book basically is about he he was living in lancaster pennsylvania it was all these amish that he lived around and there was a neglected um uh donkey and he took in this donkey he has like a he had a farm um, and he took took in this donkey that like they really thought it was going to die. It was n- neglected and, and, and abused and not taken care of. And then they kind of nurse it back to health. And the thing about donkeys is the way they digest is by moving around like they basically walk and that their stomach digests from the walking. So you can't this donkey was kind of tied up to um, a fence and is clearly not well taken care of. So trying to nurse this thing back to health they were like you should give it an activity and he discovered burrow racing so donkey racing and he ends up getting other donkeys and then training three donkeys and um doing this donkey race um I forget where but that's what the whole book is about but the book also just talks about half the book is just basically talking about the benefits of having an animal and why animals are good for why why living with animals and and um, are important to society, and he a lot of examples he gives is like the Amish and the fact that they have horses. You know, they don't really have cars; they have horses that take them everywhere. But just taking care of animals, the importance of animals, and um, how they are um, just helpful to your well-being. And of course, as somebody that is an animal lover, and both my parents are veterinarians, I don't know any other life without animals. I think I lived two years without a cat from my freshman year because I lived in a dorm. So freshman year and sophomore year, I didn't have a cat. And then when I was 19, I got pasta. But I've never I've never really lived without an animal.
1: Most of my life has been without animals. I had a cat named Ernie for a couple years and then we went on vacation and left him with my brother and uh, and he ran away. While we were on vacation, and then uh, he had to tell us, and my dad, my dad cried. My dad actually didn't want pets at all, and then Ernie used to like he totally charmed his way into my dad's heart, and like he used to sit on his shoulder. Like he didn't do this with anyone else; just my dad. My mom would feed him like turkey dinners and shit. Like my mom <laughs> treated him like a third yeah, kid. Yeah. And then my like, dad just Ernie walked high. Yeah.
0: Aren't even a pie today, but I'll make a pie tomorrow. I'll make. He's gonna
1: eat the pie, and um, yeah, but but like my dad really like kind of loved the cat, and um, so like he was like he cried, and I remember my little cousin being like laughing at my dad for crying. I was like,
0: "Oh, you're I the problem that. with the world." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. My dad has a heart. Fuck off. Those are actually my favorite like TikTok videos, by the way. Is it's literally like my boyfriend didn't want a cat my dad didn't want a cat. And then it's all these sneaky videos of the cat, like the like the, like the the father taking it around the house Aww. and like brushing its teeth, holding the cat and like having a full conversation with the cat. And like, and it's just like, it's so funny to me because in general about cats specifically, so many people are like, no, I don't like cats. And I'm like, fucker, you just didn't have a cat. Like, you just don't know. Like yeah. give it two weeks and you will literally be like, and then, of course, there's tons of people that get that cat fall in love. And they're like, "Why well, just like my cat. And they're all the same. Let's calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're not. Liz, you're wrong.
1: They are not all the same. Ernie, I totally different. So it was an orange Tappy, maybe. I don't know yeah. what cats are. But yeah, my brother got another one later and he called him Clark and what a dick terrible clark name. is a dick yeah it's because it's a no how
0: dare you it's a good it's a good name i like clark you <laughs> own a boat what the fuck yeah, even, that's why it's funny, that's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that cat's not wearing a bow tie at all times it's not dressed right <laughs> he's an asshole cat also i fully believe this as somebody that wrote a book about it you have a dick cat maybe you're a dick human because you're raising it why why do you hate my brother <laughs> yeah that was a little aggressive um but okay so just in general what I've so the base thing that I've always known and I have it in a joke is that um having animals and petting animals lowers your blood pressure and it does it's just a very relaxing thing to do to like pet which a part of me is like if it's just petting then can't you just have like a really soft pillow like you know what I mean like I'm sure there's something about it breathing and it's snuggling to you and you can't connect with a pillow, but I have known for my entire life that in general, just owning pets and petting them is it lowers your blood pressure, but there's like, I actually found out more benefits than I even realized. So like one of the things they said is kids growing up with like a pet, like a furry pet. So not like maybe a snake, but like a furry pet will actually lower your risk of um, getting allergies and having asthma. And they basically say they did this study where like, um, you have a baby and the baby grows up with um uh fur covered animals they tend to have less pet allergies because there was this belief before that if you have a kid with a pet they're going to get pet allergies but it's actually the opposite if a kid grows up with a pet they're less likely to have pet aller- allergies which that's just about exposure and that makes sense to me um less likely to have eczema which i guess is which i thought was like a little weird hmm. especially now that but we're starting you have eczema and you were
1: around animals everywhere. I know my
0: whole family actually has eczema. So I thought that was weird, but, and then higher levels of, um, some immune system chemicals, which is a sign of just a stronger immune system. So what they believe is that like dogs, dogs, cats, animals are jealous, are jealous, are dirty. I don't know where jealous came from. So they're dirty and babies have like a greater exposure to like dirt and allergens. And it gives them a stronger immune system. The same way that we kind of joke that New Yorkers are kind of healthier because, We have the subway and the subway is truly a Petri dish of of bacteria (laughs) and sadness. Um, Oh, can I just say this? So I was looking at some of this stuff. Some of the stuff I got from was from WebMD because I like I try to go to the like the websites that have validity and not just like getacat.com like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's usually like Healthline, WebMD, just or like just like anything.gov um so one of those things was like date magnets and then it literally said what we all know which is that like dogs are natural conversation starters so people are going to come over and be like oh what kind of dog do you have oh what's his name clark what a dumb name like so um stop shitting on that name i love that name <laughs> <laughs> anyway i was like okay WebMD, like are you talking about how to get laid on your like benefits to, to... <laughs> like i was just like what I was like, what is this? But it is true. And I've actually been, so my friend Irene got a quarantine dog happiest I've ever seen. Like She's just elated. Like She's like, I can't believe I've never had a dog. I'm so in love with this dog. It is almost a problem how much I love this dog. And she's become even more of an animal person. So she's my running buddy. So we go to the park and we now start our run 10 minutes late every time we meet because there's clearly dogs everywhere. And she's like, your dog, we'll stop in the middle of the run. And I was like,
1: fucking, sorry, that drives me crazy. I I had a roommate that did that. We would go hiking up Runyon and she had to talk to every dog she saw and I just, oh, my God, the fury in me. <laughs> I'm like, this is supposed to be a relaxing thing, like hiking, getting some exercise.
0: But this is what I think is going to happen because she does it. So- and I love dogs. I'm absolutely, like, they're so cute and I'm happy. to, But because she's so into this dog and, like, then the owner just gets ignored that more and more I bit like she'll be like, what's your dog's name? And they'll be like, you know, uh Chi Chi. And she'll be like, Chi Chi, how are you doing? And I'll go, what's your name? Because you're a person and we should, you know what I mean? So then it's just like, oh, it's Mark. So she is like making out with Chi Chi. And I'm just like, oh, you know, you live in Brooklyn or whatever. I'm like, this is definitely how I like she's going to this dog and my friend are going to be the wingman to me getting a boyfriend because it's happened so much where I'm like. I need to talk to the owner. I've also talked to some lovely ladies like where I'm just like, she's like, oh, what's um,
1: sorry. Very, very, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm fine.
0: You had a full ear meltdown. Yeah.
1: Just, you were my... like a dog where you're like <gasps> smoke.
0: There's smoke. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Like there was a plane, but I, f- I heard it in this ear, And so I was oh, like, weird. what? yeah it was really strange and then i I pressed the button and then it started playing music i don't know where it got the music because it's connected to my computer sorry i've f- i just had a freak out
0: it's okay i i, I understand your issues and i understood the and also, I that and also i keep
1: seeing way. things out of the corner of my eye like moving but nothing's moving
0: <laughs> i keep thinking this this um this is where i keep my glasses and it's on my desk and it shouldn't be on my desk it's but like for some taco. reason four times i've been like oh my god why is my phone there because i would never keep my phone on my left side that's just I I don't use this hand my I'm a righty so it's always going to be on my right side I would never keep my phone over here that is like I don't even know what to do with that I've never even thought about that my phone is always in my right pocket if you want to mug me that's where oh my god (laughs) sometimes I forget like you are actually a bit OCD like actually oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, no I, I cannot function If like I've done, you ever like you're running to the train and you throw things in your pockets and you're doing whatever. And then I'll notice that my keys are in my right side and my my phone is in my left side. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) I'm like, I cannot handle this. So uh, a lot of the stuff I think we kind of know. So studies show that like Alzheimer's patients have fewer anxious outbursts if there's a pet. Um, And just in general, they clearly dogs provide exercise and companionship. I'll go even further with people that are like just older in general. And they even talk about like less depression, lower blood pressure. Um, Clearly pets are a natural rise in serotonin and dopamine if you're playing with them and having like a moment. Every time I record my cat, I'm like, this is the best moment of my life right now. Um, But what I've noticed both with like kind of older people in my life, but also myself going through depressive um, bouts is that having to take care of somebody outside of myself has kept me from going down lower. You know what I mean? Because I have to get out of bed and feed my cat. I have to make sure that my cat's okay. Mm. I've also noticed that I will be uncomfortable or I'll be whatever. But if I think like, if I don't get up and turn on the air conditioner because I'm being lazy, I'll have a moment where I'll be like, yeah, but is pasta okay? So I've noticed that I take care of her better than I take care of myself sometimes. And I might go throughout the day and not eat because I'm depressed, but I would never put my cat through that. So I also think just in general, Uh, maybe all people are like this, but I definitely think women, we have such a caretaking um, uh, part of us that I would, I always treat, you know, my niece and nephews, you know, my friends, my pets better than I treat myself. And I will go outside of myself and my capabilities of how I feel in that moment to take care of them. And I think in general, that helps you with your depression, but also just, you know, because like, if you're depressed and you have to go walk the dog, you're already doing something good for yourself. Like there are ways that there is something about taking care of something else. And like, we, especially when you fall in love with your pet and you know, me, I, my whole, my phone is like, Hey, you have too many pictures. And I was like, how is that possible? And then I look and it's just all my cat. (laughs) Like (laughs) like no, no one picture of my friends and just all my cat. Um, It's good for your heart. So heart attack patients who have pets actually survive longer. Um, And then they say uh, uh, male pet owners have less sign of heart disease when they own pets. There are risks. I mean, in general, animals are gross. We kind of know that. So, you know, they carry parasites that can be transferred to people. Remember, there was that whole thing where they thought, you know, they did notice that cats and dogs have COVID and they were all scared that they could transfer it but they couldn't so there's Mm. a lot of stuff that can be transferred but covid wasn't one of them um cats oh i have this in my cat book there's um i don't know how to say it's like toxoplasma something or whatever but there is a parasite that comes from cat feces that um makes you more in love with like the parasite makes you a host and makes you more in love with cats and it's this like cyclical thing for a while i was like is this oh i thought my i thought i was just my personality is I like cats, but maybe I have this parasite. I don't have this parasite. But in general, you have to be as people that pick up dog poop on the sidewalk or you scoop cat litter. You do have to be careful. And, you know, the same way you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, you have to make sure you wash your hands after dealing with that. I often like I'll pet my cat. And then before I do anything else, I wash my hands. Um, but I will be honest. There's times I pet my cat and then my hands are in my eyeballs. And I'm like, that can't, yeah, that can't be good. And then I very quickly want to talk about just the fact that animals, all animals, have rescued their their owners. Um, there's so many, and I actually started looking it up. But there's like bunnies that like warned their owner. There's like bunnies doing Heimlich. Like there's like crazy stories. But there's like <laughs> it's like some of it's insane. It's like a snake that like rescued a trap. Some of these are like insane, but like very. We always hear about dogs rescuing like people from either literally rescuing them from burning buildings or there's a fire and they go and wake up the the owners before the fire gets too um bad and alerts them there was a cat that was like a very quiet cat that was like freaking the fuck out and they're like hey something's wrong because this cat is never like this and there was a monoxide carbon monoxide leak and they and that cat warned them and got them out of the house before they got sick um but yeah there's like um Uh, Oh, there's this great story. I loved this. The cat chased off like this huge dog that was like attacking a little boy. So chased it off, bit it, like literally scared the crap out of it. And then went to go find the boy to make sure it was okay. Um, But there's tons of like just great stories of like, there's also like just dumb dogs and cats that don't love you. There's tons of those as well. But I was
1: going to say, there must be stories where it's just like you were having a heart attack and your dog just sat there
0: and just like cocked
1: its head and was like, huh?
0: (laughs) And of course I always joke that cats are going to eat your face when you die and that's just a yeah. fact. I'm not dead yet. That's my I'm favorite i <laughs> Um but yeah, I could go on and on about what sucks and is great about them, but like I just didn't think in general like it's kind of cool that by sharing your life with an animal it makes you healthier and it just mm. I don't know. I'm I'm so co- like pro everybody that a co- got a quarantine pet and I think we've converted a lot of people that would have never gotten a pet because of how stressful and scary and isolating this year was and it was like okay if I can't see my friends I'm gonna make a friend and you know now you have like a lizard that's your best friend or whatever you Mm.
1: yeah I can't get a pet until I've settled a little bit like
0: yeah mm. I get that but I was really excited when you had a cat living in your house it like made it even better not saying you're not good enough (sighs) I know I, I the cat hated me Oh, my God, that cat literally didn't love me. And I was still like woke up every morning and I was like, this is the day I get this cat to love me. <laughs> um, it was like a project. Um, I would love for people to like just write in and say if they like what benefits they've gained from having a pet. If they were non-pet people that got converted, um, if their if their pet has done anything spectacular. Um we all know they've ruined your couch and your carpets. Like we, we get that, but like, what are some exemplary things pets have done to make your life better and make your health better? Because that's, I always love when they're like cats that can determine if you have cancer and like, you know, the fact that they'll let dogs into hospitals because they, they help people heal. Like I love stories like that. So you can write to us at two non-doctors. What is that? Number that's two, two
1: non full word doctors at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. I cannot handle this.